What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Postgame. That hasn't been different than the past 10 games, Ethan, because the Spurs are on a 10-game losing skid. But when we look at this one, here's my perspective. At least it wasn't 100-43 to when the team was fully healthy. <laughs> at least, you know, it was a lot better than last time. Um, but this was just, uh, I don't even know how to describe this game, Ethan. Frustrating. Um, kind of a little bit of a dumpster on both sides, like <laughs> just with all the stuff surrounding it was a sloppy game. Um, it, it felt like it, it started sloppy and ended sloppy. There was a little bit of good stuff in the middle. Um, <laughs> we were talking before this started and you were just like, this is one of the most frustrating games I've ever watched. So the floor is yours. Tell me why. I just, ha I had no fun watching it. <laughs> like there was literally no point in watching it. Like it just felt like one mess up after another just just the sloppiest most unenjoyable basketball of the year honestly like but you're right both teams didn't play phenomenal but at least the raptors defensively they brought it from tip to end pause classic james harden quote <laughs> but like they brought it the entire game and they were they were they were longer than us they were taller they were stronger they were swarming our ball handlers and really forcing a lot of mistakes offensively and even when we finally had good shots, they were just either hitting front rim or hitting back iron every single time. Jay Rich had a had a tough game just finding the bottom of the basket. I thought Doug did his best to kind of keep us within like 10 points for most of that like second half or tried to. Stanley had one point, but like there was really not a lot of positives to go off of. I felt bad for Keldon. It felt like he was literally just by himself out there for a majority of the game especially had, in the fourth especially in the fourth he had 22 points eight for 17 obviously he could have been better he only shot one for six from three but they were really just focusing on him because the rest of the team couldn't buy a shot um just continuing the frustrating trend for your spurs fans here we got those sweet, sweet Isaiah Roby minutes, though, didn't we? Ethan? Oh, we got the <laughs> most beautiful playing time. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I echo everything you just said, except I kind of had the opposite reaction to it. I just thought it was super funny. Like, I was just, like, laughing the whole time. Like, I was like, this is hilarious. And it was crazy, oh. too, for me. I think it was funnier for me a little bit because I had the Raptors broadcast, and I was oh, texting yeah. you before, and they literally go on there, and they're like, you know, Pascal's a great piece for any team that wants him. They, like, went down the whole <laughs> roster, except for Scotty Barnes, and they were just like, everybody's available. We got a bunch of assets, guys. So, you know, like, and at the end of the game, when, when Chris Boucher, he had a solid game tonight, I think he 16 did. and 11. You know, there was a point, I want to say it was around, like, I don't know, probably late fourth quarter, but we had a chance to make it a um, a one-point game, cut it to nine. Jakob gets a wide-open pass under the paint. I'm pretty sure he's guarded by Chris Boucher. Perfect pass from Jay Rich. Slips through Jakob's hands. What does that turn into? A Chris Boucher three on the other end. And it was like, that was, I just started laughing when that happened too. I was like, this is so typical. <laughs> like, But the other thing about that is like, as soon as that happens, the Toronto broadcasters are like, you know, Chris Boucher, He's been a great Raptor. <laughs> they had this dude who had like a Brooklyn accent on. I don't even know, but I guess he wasn't from Toronto. I don't know, but he definitely had a Brooklyn accent. Maybe he was from Toronto, but his accent was New York. And he was just like, like I said, he was like, great Raptor. But, you know, this is exactly why another team could use him. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on here? But I'll go through my game notes. Um, 
like you said, the first thing I wrote down in the fourth quarter, Ethan, was sloppy start. But back and forth, because both teams were sloppy, as we were mentioning, um, I thought it was just a spectacle that Roby was the first off the bench. But Ugh. that's the predicament of the injuries right now. Like, we have to play him at that backup four just because of just to have a competent rotation. Um, this is the same thing that happened uh, when they beat us 143 to 100. Raptors length. That is a bad matchup for the Spurs. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it causes problems in passing lanes. It causes problems when they harass us on defense and get physical because they have, you know, um, more length and, you know, a longer wingspan. They're able to they were able to get a lot of steals tonight, Um, even though, you know, it's kind of two completely different teams because that was like back at the beginning of the season. And here we are right before the deadline. We're playing them still the same problems, you know, uh, persisted. Um, The other thing I wrote down, let me see, Roby getting worked on D Pascal going crazy. Pascal started out six for six. A couple of those buckets were on Isaiah, you know, because they were matched up together. Uh, I said Blake, good start. And and that kind of went throughout the game. You know, the last time we got on here, I said that, you know, the last game we saw was probably Blake's best game. This was even better. Still mistakes, turnovers, that layup at the end. Like, why are you going up against Precious Achua? Like, yeah, wow. like he was just, tr- but I, you know, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, he's a young player. He's just trying to go score to make it a 10 point game with like a minute left but still that's not the decision you want to make there but that's just rookie activities you know um but but shout out to Blake don't want to get too much into that or get too off topic but he had a pretty solid game one of the few bright spots tonight um in the second quarter I wrote down length once again causing turnovers passing lanes Uh, I wrote rough shooting night for Jay Rich you mentioned this it wasn't a bad game by him by any means it was just kind of like when we talked about Malachi earlier in the year. Obviously, this is a completely different thing. But the point is, Jay Rich got good looks tonight. He just had an inevitable off night. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mentioned that the other night, I think it was with Keldon. Um, or no, yeah. it was with Malachi, actually. It wasn't with Keldon. It was Malachi. He had kind of that off shooting night the other night. Still had 15. Um, but that was after, you know, having two back-to-back 20-point games. Jay Rich has been consistent for so long. Like, I'm not going to get mad at him for missing a couple shots tonight. It just felt like the shot was off. And not to make excuses, but they are, you know, at higher elevation. They're in Canada. Um, I don't really think that had anything to do with it, but sometimes that can kind of just... I've heard players talk about that having an impact on them playing there. Um, But it just felt like his shots were just off. Like you mentioned, when we did get opportunities tonight, there were a couple Doug shots late. He missed more than you'd expect, you know, just shots that he usually doesn't miss. Um... Another thing I wrote, passing improvement for Malachi. So that's another positive thing. And that just, I think, naturally we're going to see that with him having to play the point uh, or just that combo guard position where him and Jay Rich are taking turns, taking it up the floor. Um, in the second quarter, I wrote KBD, subtly key to keeping us in it. I thought he had a, a solid game tonight, and I think that's just because he's the perfect like matchup when it comes to length and all that stuff like physically he's he's a good matchup he can he's somebody who can match up with this Raptors team um but still (laughs) definitely not enough to keep us in it uh and then in the third quarter that 16 to 6 run to start the third quarter was basically the beginning of the end Mm -hmm. of for the Spurs tonight I did write down that Roby played a little bit better in the second half still missed some layups (laughs) but I I guess I wrote that down so he must have looked okay in the third quarter um I wrote also, I actually said good things from Blake and Isaiah. Uh, 
but basically after that, I wrote Raptors run the whole quarter, that whole quarter, basically a Raptors run and really more good things from Blake we saw, which is just him like taking some tough layups, driving to the rim, making quick passes. He's just, it's exactly what we've been talking about, not to be super repetitive, but like the more reps he gets, the better he's going to look. And that's kind of what's happening. So depending on what happens tomorrow, just for those of you guys who don't know, the trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we may see more minutes for Blake and more of those reps so he can get better. Uh, and then when it comes to the fourth quarter, I wrote more of the third quarter, but Kelton is trying hard. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I wrote and, and, and to get us back in it. And the other thing was, Kelton, this is a theme throughout the season that is one positive thing we can also take away from this game. Kelton had 12 going into the, the third quarter. By halfway through or the 550 mark, so a little bit over halfway through, he had 20, you know. So that's very tough, (laughs) like not a good night for the team, (laughs) really not a lot of positives to take away. But good to see that Keldon, even in this situation, is still finding a way to get his 20 points Mm -hmm. if he's not around that area going into the fourth. And that was the reason that we were able to have a couple chances in the fourth was because of the tough buckets that he was making really through contact, like straight out of isolation. He was just like, screw it. We're not going to be able to do anything. I've got to go get 20 here for us to have a chance. And he did that. Um, But I also wrote down bag fumbler major times three (laughs) with opportunities to cut it it to single digits. We were at like 11 points, like so many times. We had threes. We had wide open layups. We just couldn't hit it. And the way I wrote it down was they tried so hard to mess up their lead, but we're not good enough to capitalize. (laughs) Pretty much <laughs> like that can sum up the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know what? You know what it felt like to me watching the game? Actually, Jude, what? it felt like like we were an eighth grade a team <laughs> and then they were just like the bench warmers on like the varsity of a high school because they were just so much more physically like dominant than we were. And we were, but they were, we were a 14 U team playing in 16 U pretty much. <laughs> like they, they didn't really shoot that well. I mean, Pascal had right. 37, but other than that, like, Boucher had a, had a out of the ordinary good game, but the rest of the squad was just like big and strong, getting putbacks, getting buckets in transition. Like it wasn't a pretty game, but they were mm-hmm. still able to beat us up. It felt like um, I agree with everything that you said. Very good summary of the game. Another thing that we just haven't talked about yet: Jakob did not play well at all tonight. I addressing Keith's comment. I don't think it will affect his trade value all that much. Uh, I know he hasn't had a great stretch the past few games, but he still managed to get his numbers. And I think it's evident of his effectiveness, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. And if you're a team right now looking for a big backup or starting big, he's very able to kind of be plugged into any team looking to contend right now because of the things that he does as a playmaker, as a big and as a defender on the interior Obviously, he's not going to do that well on switches and the pick and roll, uh, but that's just something you have to live with. And there's really not that many centers that are good in those situations. So I don't, I don't see it affecting his his um, trade value going into tomorrow. And if, as far as Jay Rich is concerned, I don't even think Jay Rich has had a bad stretch. Really, I think his trade values remained pretty much the same since the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, really, this is one of his worst games of the year, and he still yeah. found ways to contribute and didn't take bad shots. He just didn't shoot well tonight. Yeah. Um, also, right. I can't see the comments for some reason. Like, I've got, like, the oh. comment thing here, but it, they're just not showing up on my thing. So 
Um, if I don't get to some, that's why. But Ethan will do his best to to check y'all out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. It was just a tough one. Eric asked, did they send Barlow back down? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Which kind of hurts because he would have been a good matchup going against the Raptors <laughs> as a backup four. Um, because he's just so, he is such a versatile, lengthy, you know, can guard basically three through five at this point in his career. He would he would have been interesting to watch in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, we were texting during the game too. And we were talking about Isaiah Roby and for the little good things that he did do tonight, it just feels like Dominic Barlow's potential. Not only is he five years younger than Isaiah, but his potential, it just seems like way more than Isaiah. So probably going into next year, um, you know, uh, Dominic Barlow is going to take that spot. And it would have been interesting to see him tonight. But the reason that they sent him back down is because they're playing the G League t- uh, Ignite yes, tonight in Austin. They need him. No Scoot Henderson, but like I was looking, just doing a little bit more research on their roster. And there's a few, there's one dude from Senegal who's 19 from the NBA, like Africa Academy, who Mm -hmm. was playing for Senegal's main team and then just got picked up like in early October to the G League Ignite. He was having a good game at halftime. And then also Leonard Miller, who would have been a top prospect um, going into college, who's from Canada, who's a 6'11". 220 guys so similar to Don Barlow he's having a good game tonight um as well uh which I know doesn't sound great for Dom but the thing is Dom's scoring too so while both of them aren't really playing much defense like it's it feels like the reason that they're not is because the person they're matching up with against like they're the two best players on the team and they're kind of just going at each other back and forth in the post um I'll get an update from that I have the box score pulled up right now or in one of my other tabs, I haven't looked at it, but that's what I saw at halftime for that. Um, and then just going back to when you were talking about Jakob and and Jay Rich's trade value. The other thing that I think, just to add on to what you said, I agree with what you said there, is teams know the context of who they're mm-hmm. playing with. So sure. they're gonna they're gonna give them a little bit, you know, of a mulligan on that um as well. And they'll probably take more like what Pop says or what the Spurs say about them. Mm-hmm. Um and, and what they think they could be on whatever team they send them to than, you know, a bad game in Toronto tonight. But I, I you know, Ethan, I, there's no evidence for me to base this off of other than me just thinking this and speculating. But I, I really feel like since the trade rumors, like Jakob is just, there's been some plays where before he would give a little bit more effort on. It's not super obvious, but there's mm-hmm. just sometimes like tonight, I think, there was there was a time where he could have closed out on either Precious or Chris Boucher for a three pointer, and he just didn't. And yeah. I understand like that. Also, that was kind of a, a rough part of the game, but it was like we were still in it. You know, like that was I want to say yeah. like that eight minute mark of the fourth quarter, and like we just didn't. See- Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. He is much of that, um, I feel like, up until recently. And, And like I said, that could be total speculation, and I could be wrong, but... 
Also, with all of the trade talk that Toronto is talking about, literally they were talking about how they were thinking about potentially getting like Pirtle. And I know we've already talked about that on here, but it was weird like watching their broadcast and they're like, we're going to trade everybody and somebody we want is Jakob. And it was just like, this is, I don't, I don't know. Like, is this a PR stunt? Like by the, by Masai Ujiri? Like what is going on? like anyways yeah it's weird um that was just in my mind tonight and i know he just had a this is also a bad matchup for the spurs too um but yeah go ahead i I know what you're saying it seems like there's a lot of like little detail things recently that he's been kind of struggling with you know hands uh, getting out off pick and rolls showing on on ball handlers and you know, small things that ordinarily maybe he would give more I effort I felt on. like early in the season, it wasn't like these weren't mishaps, I guess you could say, with those things you just mentioned, like weren't yeah. happening as much. Very real possibility. and But just thinking about it, like ignoring the trade aspect of it. Yes. It's also could just be simple frustration, you know, because so many of his Very teammates that he thought he was going to be playing with the entire year haven't been playing consistently. And... If you have Devin, Trace, Jeremy out there 100% of the time, Romeo, Jay Rich, you know, fully healthy, then some of those small details that he's been ignoring aren't seen because they're being covered by those guys because they have more talent, especially defensively. You know what I mean? And I'm sure, I know losing was to be expected this year, but as a competitor, I'm sure it has to really just be pissing him off that he's a vet. He's a, a solid player and he's being asked to do so much already. And then now he's having to cover up for guys' mistakes defensively and he's losing the ball. And the Raptors seem to be. It's really- much definitely that. Like we've, yeah, I'm realizing we've had this conversation before where I've been like, I feel like he knows, but it's definitely more what you're talking about. Maybe that other does play a little bit of a factor into it. It but could. You're, but what you're talking about right now, I think it's definitely the major thing because when I saw that, like, that closeout I was talking about the look like you could see his face and the look on his face was like, Oh my God, nobody went and covered this. Like we're really, there's a wide open shooter right behind me right now. Like, and that ties into exactly what you're talking about. I see that happen so much with poor Jakob, like a backdoor, like he'll come help on like a weak side uh, baseline drive. And then there's easy dump off pass and nobody picked up his guy. And he just like, look like he drops his head like this, you know, and he looks at whoever it was like, come on, man. Yeah, like I'm trying to help you and you can't help me. I'm sure it's frustrating. I see it with Jay Rich too. Jay Rich and, makes the same face. And that that there was actually a play that hop, happened between Jay Rich and Jakob. Yeah, they doubled the same guy. And and Jakob really should have been on the roller to the rim because it gave up a wide open duck dunk, yeah. I believe, to Chris Boucher. Yes. So yeah. So it happens to the best of us. Yeah, but notice the two guys we're talking about in that Jay Rich and Jakob. Yeah. You know, oh man. I love him so much, Ethan. I have, I really like have, have grown fond of both of them. But we may be in the weaning hours. This may be the last post game that they're Spurs because there's been a lot of more smoke coming out, specifically mm-hmm. what the Spurs are asking for. Um, if y'all go over to the SSPN Twitter at SSPN on YT, I made a post a couple days ago. You scroll down just a little bit, um, you'll see Sam Amico's um intel on on trades and basically the spurs are asking for second round picks um for doug and uh and jay rich along with expiring contracts um and then with Jakob, you know there's still the the two first rounders thing 
Um, but just with his, I don't think that's going to happen either. (laughs) Yeah, I was, and I think that they're going to be okay with that. Like, I think they're still going to make a move because of the declined extension. Um, and just like the flip side of what we were just talking about earlier is the Spurs see that like, and they, and for as much of like, I'm going to give a weird example here, but for all of the DeJounte talk, like that we've seen recently and a lot of like bad mouthing you could say like the one thing DeJounte has stayed consistent in throughout that entire thing is that pop wanted him to go somewhere like that pop didn't want him to waste his years of his prime you know with this team right yeah. now and I'm sure the sentiment is the same with Jakob you know who's turned 27 this year is about to get probably the biggest contract of his life for his prime um you know they see what he's going through and, and they, I'm sure they understand his frustration which is why I think that they'll definitely, and also you just don't want to lose him for nothing. Um, they're, they'll settle and, and find some deal for him, I feel like, within the next, I guess, less than 24 hours. It has to be before 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3 p.m. Is the, is the deadline. I'm getting a little worried, Jude, because, you know, the Lakers was, the Lakers and the Nets, right. at least in my eyes, were the two teams that actually had validity like there was like actual rumors. Big of like trades today. Names. If anybody doesn't know, sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you off, good, but just to good. let everybody, if if you haven't heard yet, the Lakers just brought in Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell in a three-team trade with the Jazz and the Timberwolves. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. I don't know what team he was on, but he's going to the Timberwolves. Um, and then Mike Conley, or no, I think Nikhil Alexander Walker. I don't know. He he's on one of those three teams. And mm-hmm. got traded to one of those three teams, but Mike Conley went to the Timberwolves. Anyways, yes. So th- what I was just trying to say was that oh, the two the two teams I felt had a lot of like legit validity to them. The rumors was the Nets and the Lakers because they actually had names associated with the rumors. It was like the Russell Westbrook contract would be a salary dump to the Spurs, or the Nets are looking to you know acquire Jakob so that they can solidify or Jay their, Rich. Their I saw that court. too. Yes, so they needed some extra scoring off the bench and three and D guys. Well, so I guess with Cam Thomas, shoot. <laughs> now you got Cam Thomas, but a, a nice three and D guy would also right. help. They're kind of right. building a three and D like team around Cam Thomas. And we forget team. Jay Rich is six six. He can play the three too. Exactly. So, but with those two teams, kind of, I don't know if they're off the table, but it, it, it's looking more and more like they are. The Raptors are another team that we hear about. Celtics are, also. The Celtics. I, I I'm getting nervous that it's a little less likely that the heat gets moved. And I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like as we, it as would we just come down suck the, to lose him for nothing. I, I understand where you're coming from right now. Cause it feels like the smoke is not, um, as spicy or as hot as it was earlier, but I don't know with the way the Raptors were talking on that broadcast, dude, <laughs> like yeah, it sounded like true. they were going to make like a bunch of different moves. Um, so maybe that's for Jakob. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they were literally previewing, like they showed him on the screen in the pregame and they were like, this is somebody the Raptors could trade for guys. I was like, dude, why don't we just do this after the game and leave him there? Mm-hmm. Like that was a rumor I saw. They were like, <laughs> like, are they there to like move him after the game? So he doesn't have to like travel. Like, can we just leave him there? Like if we're going to move him, like don't fly him back to say it. I mean, I guess he's going to get some stuff, but like, can't we like, is there anything we can do to make this process easier for him if he's going to the Raptors? Like, if he's going to the Raptors, he shouldn't leave Toronto tonight. What do we think? 
like, I agree. Might I as well just leave him there. Like, send his figure. We'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. It's the NBA. They've got money. Yeah. They've got resources. We'll get his stuff to him. He shouldn't have to fly back to San Antonio just to go to the country, go to a different country again. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's another thing. Um, For sure. Going back to the Sam Amico article I was talking about, uh, the Cavaliers and Lakers have been linked to both Richardson and McDermott. I think the Lakers are going to be out of there, especially getting Malik Beasley. Um, but so maybe the Cavs want to pick up Jay Rich Ooh. or Doug. That's is what it's. Kevin, sorry to interrupt you, but is Kevin Love on an expiring deal? Because I saw that he's out of the rotation, and that could be a <laughs> that could be a, a salary dump. I feel like that would also be like I feel like. Kevin Love, like this version of Kevin Love, like he would come to the Spurs. He would. I I love Kevin Love. (laughs) It would be so funny if we get this version of Kevin Love. I I don't, it's like, I don't know. I I wouldn't give up Jakob for Kevin Love and Zach Collins front court. (laughs) Especially what if we kept Doug in that trade? We have the Doug, Kevin Love. We got the the white trio. The big three. The big three. Oh, Lord. Oh my gosh. Okay. It, it, some other stuff. Um, also, they said that basically uh, Jay, Jay Rich Doug are available, but Isaiah Roby is apparently available as well. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't be, I, I doubt we find anything for him. We probably just keep oh. him on his minimum deal. What were you going to say? We forgot to bring up, we have apparently Deadman is now on our team, right. even though he's not with us. Oh, I was going to get to that. Well, he was out tonight. And so yeah. the rumor is right now, I guess it ended bad last time when he was here. And I kind of remember a little bit of like stuff that I heard, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was like anything that would like prevent him from coming back. But I didn't know it ended badly. I knew he wasn't. With Don Harris team. was tweeting about that. They were like, I'll be. But a bunch of people like there were some people were coming like he's a bad guy, like he won't play here. There were some people saying that, but it was also like I saw some other just reporter people that were like, I, I doubt he plays but the thing is we have to wait until after the deadline to like buy him out i guess but he was listed as out tonight and i don't think he's injured and he wasn't on the sideline either so probably not going to be a part of the team (laughs) no probably not i thought he was a pickup to literally just add to a, a trade to make money work or something it feels like a preemptive move and we got a free second round pick out of it yeah we've literally um, just bought a second round pick yeah because we gave up cash consideration right. we just paid, paid for a second well round and pick. and he had just like fought with spolstra yeah so or, he was on some, his way out anyway so yeah and i guess when you when you factor that in that's probably once again means he's not gonna play for the spurs because if he's just fighting with spolstra i doubt pops like i want him in my locker room <laughs> you know what i mean I but know. i don't know but who okay, this season it's like but at first when i saw it I was thinking it was like, oh, we're trading Jakob. He's going to be too. the new backup center. That's, That's what, what I, I thought. thought. So, But it's weird that he's out because I don't think he's injured. But it also might just be travel and stuff like that too. Could be. I don't know. We'll figure out by 2 o'clock tomorrow. So we could sit here and speculate all we want, but really we'll, we'll find out in the near future. Maybe we'll wake up to something that happens tonight. I don't know. Please, I would welcome that. <laughs> right. But Dwayne Dedman, potentially a spur. <laughs> Like well, that's welcome, welcome home, King. <laughs> welcome home, I think. <laughs> like that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Cleveland. The thing is, is, I wouldn't even be mad. Like I know there's like yeah, you I like the fight, whatever. Me. Like yeah, when he was here the last time, and it's not again. Obviously, he's older and a different player. But like the point is, for this season, that's a perfect placeholder backup center. 
Yeah, it's better than Gorky. For the second half of the year. Right, exactly. Rip Gorky, by the way. 10-day contract, only got one of them. I was expecting him those to just keep rolling for the end of the year. but My man's basically homeless right now. Right. Rip. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he is, though. No, he's got of. a home. He's just jobless. Yeah. yeah. He's out there looking for his, uh, what's the? He's looking for his new basketball home. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was going to say. Well, you want to check in on the G League Ignite Austin Spurs game? Sure, let's do that real quick. Okay, actually, this is good news. They were getting kind of blown out um, at the end of, well, they, they really just got blown out in the first quarter. But now it is a two-point game, Ethan, mm. with five minutes left, 91 to 89. Dom Barlow just got a rebound. I'm watching the game cast because I just had it pulled up. But let me give you guys a little bit of a box score. It's the same thing. It's Leonard Miller, nine for 11, two for two from three with 20 and nine. And then it's Dominic Barlow with 22 and six and eight for 14 with a assist, two blocks and two steals. So it's Dom Barlow versus Leonard Miller tonight, which I mean, honestly, those are just two former top high school prospects dueling it out right now. Like I'm with it. it uh, it's honestly like super typical because it's I mean, or I say super typical. <laughs> That's what the what G did, League has become. What did, what did I mean? Right. A little Two bit. But former <laughs> high school dominant players. That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, high school prospects that decided not to go to college. They're dueling right now. <laughs> like, because he went to Thank OTE. You. And then homeboy Leonard Miller. Um, I want to say he might have actually played a year, like, after high school on, on the Canada's. It, it might have just worked out because it was FIBA. The FIBA mm. year for Canada. But it said he was on, like, a, a Canada team. Mm. Um so like they're kind of like very similar both 19 years old both bigs both played a year out of college or out of high school but not at college and then are now in the g league so good to see that i I mean and now it's 91 91 so shout out to the austin spurs for uh no scoot henderson or city sissoko tonight um but still some talent on this team uh also, a Mojave King is another guard. He, he mm-hmm. hasn't had a great game tonight, but he played in the NBL for a year. And before that was kind of projected to be a first round pick. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the Austin Spurs making a comeback win. L- let me read you these. This is a crazy quarter by quarter box score. So I'll, I'll finish off with this and we'll see how this ends. Looks like a timeout is here. 328 left, 91-91. G League Ignite wins the first quarter 32-20. to the second quarter is 27-26, G League Ignite wins, so Austin does a little better. Then in the third quarter, G League Ignite, still a close quarter, 25-21, to but pulls away. And then in the fourth quarter so far, it's been a 24-7 to run by mm. Austin to tie it up, and yeah. led by Dom Barlow. So shout out, to, shout out to the guy. The future. The future, yes. The much better third-string power forward next season. Mm. Maybe even second string. Who knows? Excellent. Hell yeah. I'm I don't down. actually. Well, let's see. We'll have Sohan. And then it just depends on KBD. If we bring He'll, KBD back, he, he might just split minutes with, with KBD. KBD's the new Matt Bonner. He's just going to stay with us forever. I wouldn't be mad at it. I, would, I love KBD. <laughs> yeah. That would actually, you know, honestly, if we want to bring Dom Barlow up and make him a part of our rotation moving forward, bringing KBD back on a small contract would actually be a pretty good idea because then it's like if Dom's, if it's not working well for Dom, you can just throw KBD in there. He already knows everything. 
He does. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm with that for sure. Like, like, it, but it depends if, if KBD's down for that. I feel like he would he be. Would, I think so. Yeah. Where else? I mean, what else is he gonna do? That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody else is gonna pick him up. I think he likes San Antonio too. So. Me too. Me too. Any other thoughts uh, on tonight's game, the trade deadline? Anything uh, before we go, Ethan? It's rough, but uh, stick in there, folks. I'll be gone for a little while. Uh, I don't know if Jude's planning on doing anything solo, but I'll be on vacation until next Wednesday, so you won't be hearing my sweet, pleasant voice. Um, We're all sad. I know. Everyone's very upset. But are we going to – can you do something tomorrow night? Were, were we going to do some trade deadline stuff tomorrow? Or Oh, yeah, if something, if something breaks for sure, if we actually well, make a move. I was going to say, even if we – well – yeah, I guess if we don't, there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> Get on here talking about how upset we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I thought we were going to make a move. Well, not even – I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I would just kind of more like analyze like, okay, I guess now that like, – but that would just be everything we have right now. So – Yeah, where are we going from here? Uh, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. I guess we're losing Jakob <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> that would be the yeah, whole episode. The, but we if – We give Jakob the max. If there is a move – like obviously I know you got work, but if there is a move you want to go live tomorrow – yeah. yeah yeah we can do it in the evening we'll set up a time so y'all just stay tuned this is a good segue to this um if y'all want to follow us on twitter to stay updated with the show go ahead and do that at sspn on yt we'll make all the announcements we live stream on there as well at jude mclaren at ethan underscore quintero sometimes we post stuff there too so just you can stay tuned by staying tuned to that and don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode. I'm sorry I couldn't see the comments today, but we appreciate you guys just as much, just as always. Hopefully next time I can see that. Um, but anyways, the next time we see y'all, there will either be a move or it'll be next week. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Go Spurs go.